0: Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Holly Kakamis from Laguna Hills, California. And you are listening to the monthly Horse Illustrated episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 26th. Good morning, Horse World.
0: The fourth Tuesday of every month is all about your passion for
3: horses. Nurture your knowledge with informative and entertaining interviews.
2: Brought to you by Horse Illustrated Magazine.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Tuesday morning. We really appreciate it. Every time you come on, though, I realize another month has flown by. A- oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> this one snuck up on me so fast. Last week, I was like, oh, my gosh, we are already recording. The I, it's it like feels it, like it's been three days. It's going to be <laughs> August
0: soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, you know, and and yeah. it seems like since COVID, there's been a time warp, you know, that time has shifted or something. It's just weird. I don't it's know. true.
2: We like fell into a black hole and we're just getting <laughs> sucked through faster and faster. I'm convinced.
0: Hey, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming up on today's show. And then I want to tell you a little bit about a conference I was just at.
2: Okay, so today we talked to Jessie Matchnick, who was in a serious car accident in 2017 and ended up having her leg amputated, but she returned to riding, she actually returned to jumping and competing, and now she's interested in getting para-jumping into the Paralympics. Uh, Then we have... Morgan Schmidt, who is the cartoonist behind the idea of order, which many of our listeners are familiar with. And finally, Kylie McGarity, who will talk to us about the adoptable horse of the month, Lucky.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to all of these guests today. But before we get to them, I just wanted to mention to you, you and I have been to conferences together. We go to the American Horse <laughs> Publications yep. Conference and pretty much every year. And uh, it's, it's a fun conference and everything. But I got to tell you, I, I got invited to go speak at the last week at the Ag Media Summit, which is the same thing in the ag side, the cows, pigs, crops people, you know, farmers. So it's all the magazines and stuff from that side of the aisle, uh, as opposed to our side of the aisle. And I got to speak about podcasting there, which was a lot of fun. But the thing I wanted to tell you is when you want good food, you go to a conference that's sponsored by the food people. So it was the beef council and the pork council and this council and that council. They had food. I mean, the food was excellent. They had it all day long. There was, as well, soon as you ate, done eating lunch, they had all of the fancy snacks out all the rest of the day. I was so spoiled. They, you know how you go to the, every. Every single banquet or conference you go to you get what we call banquet chicken, right um, oh yeah, everybody knows that if they've been to a conference you I'm get banquet familiar. chicken. We had a banquet fillet because it was the oh, lunch was sponsored man. by the beef council, so tell so us.
2: <laughs> I need to figure out a way to get an
0: invite to this one. So that was the highlight for me. Is like, oh wow, the food's really good at this one. And
2: it's not like it's <laughs> bad at have the to other sneak one. Out to dinner to get your filet. <laughs>
0: AHP doesn't have bad food. It's just that you know when you go to this thing that's sponsored by the food people, the food's really good. It's just
2: it's next level. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> it, it is definitely worth <laughs> going. <laughs> anyway,
0: Fantastic. we have a lot of guests to get to today, and I'm really excited to talk to the first one. But first, let's talk about our sponsor. With on rivaled performance and breakthrough equine technology exhibitors color enhancing system is ph balanced contains no harsh chemicals bleaches or dyes and intensifies your horse's natural coat color coat contrast and shine Champion dressage trainer and international Grand Prix rider Kim Gentry says the quick shampoo and quick conditioner is really amazing. The formula is low sudsing and with very little effort it pulled the dirt and grime off my horse's coats without having to do a lot of scrubbing. The thing that really impressed me is how soft it leaves the horse's mane and tail. For professional show ring results, Exhibitor's formulas clean and maintain the magnificence of your show horse. Visit exhibitorsequine.com to learn more. That's Exhibit.
2: Our first guest is Jessie Matchnick. Jessie survived a devastating car accident that resulted in later having her leg amputated. She returned to the saddle with the help of her heart horse and now has returned to the show ring where she still competes over fences. Hi, Jessie. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hi. Thanks for having me on. Well,
2: I read in our Horse Illustrated article. Uh, So did you recently get a new horse that you are riding?
3: I'd love to hear about him. His name is Harry. He is a flea-bitten gray thoroughbred. He's an absolute angel baby, doesn't put a foot out of line, takes complete care of me, and actually listens to my prosthetic well. Oh, that's awesome. How did you find him? My trainer actually found him. I had had a horse before. He was a, He's a great horse, but he did not like my prosthetic. Uh, so we ended up trading with another barn for Harry. My trainer found him and everything, and he's working out perfectly for me. Oh,
2: that's awesome. So he was just, they said, oh, he's, you know, tolerant of different sensations, or what was it about him? Was he just, uh, they thought, we'll give it a try?
3: Just because, like, he was used, um, he was one of their like, school horses, that people could like lease and stuff, and he was just very tolerant of things. What flavor
0: gotcha. is he? What what, what uh, breed is he? He's thoroughbred. Thoroughbred, okay. Cool.
2: See, people yeah. always doubt on the thoroughbreds when
0: yeah, I tell you. Yeah, I, I, I
3: actually, <laughs> I, I have two flea bitten gray thoroughbreds,
0: actually. Oh. You have a type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I know
2: some people that are chestnut mare type, but you're flea bitten
3: gray. I am also okay. My dream horse. Is a chestnut a chestnut mare, white blaze, four white socks, dream horse right there. Oh, every nice. pretty much every mare that I've had a bond with has been a chestnut.
2: Oh, see. <laughs> Oh, there's something too. I, I feel love like we Talk about chestnut mares every episode for one or she's the or one
0: person in the country that doesn't complain about chestnut mares. Look at her.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> wants one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I everybody everybody says I'm crazy, but I I love them. I I like the little extra spice.
2: I'm a little redhead myself, so I I get it. <laughs> um. So okay, so just to fill in the audience and listeners a little bit on your background. Um. So you're car accident that you were in was in 2017. And how old were you when that happened? I was 19 when
3: that happened.
2: So were you in college or when was, or did you leave school? Yeah, I
3: was in college. Yeah. I I was at um, my local community college, Juliet junior college um, in the automotive program, actually.
2: Um, Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: Um, My accident was five weeks into my final year in the program. Um, but I pushed myself to make it back the following fall to finish out my degree.
0: Good for you. Um,
3: wow. Now I'm in the orthotics and prosthetics program at Joliet junior college.
2: Very cool. I love that. Um, so your healing process, just from the article, I remember reading, um, you know, you were in the hospital a long time and physical therapy. Um, can you tell us how horses were involved in your healing?
3: Um, so Luke, my retired flea bitten gray. Um, he is an absolute mama's boy and he's, he's my heart horse. Absolutely. Um, I actually ended up having the video chat with him in the hospital because he was, he was depressed and it helped, it helped me and it helped him just being able to see him and meet and have him talk, hear me talking to him. Um was really like it pushed me to get back to him.
0: You FaceTimed your horse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs>
3: I love Most that. Most people wouldn't yeah. think of
0: that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, love
3: that. Yeah, I got he he eventually figured out that mom was in the little box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, they know that's voices, you know, you know, they do know voices, yeah. that's for sure.
3: At uh, the rehab hospital that I was at, because my exit was in September 2017, at the rehab hospital that I was at in January, um, I got a day pass to actually go see him. And he literally spent about an hour and a half just grooming me. <laughs> he was so excited to see me. <sighs> That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, they, it, know. It, it, they know, they know when you need it. It's it's there were oh, yeah. no she tears shed cried. that
0: day, were there? <laughs> oh
3: yeah. Yeah. There was not a dry eye. All everybody was just crying because like he was both of us were just so happy to see each other again.
2: Wow. That's amazing. So it was later um, 2018 then. Um, tell us about how you ended up needing your leg amputated.
3: Um, so I was home for about a month after leaving the rehab hospital and they, I was scheduled to do a bone graft cause I was missing part of my tibia. Um, and when they went in to do the graft, they found a bone infection. Um, and like 40% of this thing's DNA, it was some ancient bacteria um, 40% of this thing's DNA was dedicated to genetic mutation, and it had mutated to be resistant against literally all modern and safe antibiotics. I w- and the only two antibiotics that they could use to maybe with no guarantee of getting rid of the infection, uh, I would have been on them six to eight weeks, and they would have 100% guaranteed killed both my kidneys in three and I did not want to be an amputee with two dead kidneys at 19 years old. So I just said, cut it off. I'm done. I want to move on with my life.
0: How What? How did you end up with a, a rare ancient bone infection? Nobody knows. That's weird, Nobody huh? Nobody knows where it came from. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, you weren't in the Amazon
0: someplace playing with monkeys, right? No. No? It's just,
3: yeah. Um, They think it... May have been like, um, because my, my truck was literally skewered on a guardrail, that's what caught my legs. Um, they think it may have come from the guardrail. Wow, because mm-hmm. you know they're not exactly clean.
0: How many times do you but... ask yourself why me after that one? I mean, if it's you know, if it's something normal, it's still tough, but when you get something that's like Why'd that happen to me? You had to ask that a hundred times.
3: Oh yeah, I I do ask that a lot, but um, I've kind of come under the belief of like everything happens for a reason. Um, by all rights, like I I came within eight minutes of bleeding out. Mm. Um, so like, if anything had happened differently, I wouldn't be here. Um, so like I'm here for a reason, don't know why, but I'm trying to make the best of it. Um, and just, you know, live my life. I don't really let anything stop me. I'm still horseback riding. I'm still, uh, I'm a scuba diver. I still dive. I've got a dive leg for that. Um, I still have my motorcycle, though. I traded the two wheels for three.
0: Um, My brother well, did too. So most, uh,
2: <laughs> More than most of us are doing. Yeah, exactly. Right.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I went to the Abilities Expo a few years ago after I lost my leg, and I was not, I was off the prosthetic. Um, I spent basically two years in a wheelchair because of issues with my stomach, different wounds and stuff before a, a revision surgery in 2019. But while I was stuck in the chair, went to the Abilities Expo, and I actually climbed a rock wall without my leg.
2: Wow. Whoa. That's hard to do with all of your using appendages. My so. knees. Wow. Yeah, I was
3: just using my knees where in, where you put your foot. Oh, wow.
2: That's incredible. Yeah. That sounds amazing.
3: Yeah, um, I, I, I do my best to figure things out. because I, I, I try not to ask for help too much. I try to like make myself figure it out. Cause if somebody wasn't there, I'd have to do it myself anyway. So,
2: and I feel like I that's just, a horse girl trait too. We, uh, oh
3: yeah, it, it definitely is <laughs> like
2: to carry all the heavy loads and never ask anybody for help. So I yep. think that that helps too. That's good. Um, so it said in the article that you got back on the horse pretty quickly after your amputation. I would love for the listeners to hear about that.
3: Shortly after my amputation, I think it was like six weeks after my amputation, um, after I got my stitches out, my doctor, who knows me very, very well, he's basically like my second dad at this point, he, he worked very hard to try to save my life and my legs, he cleared me to get on the horses again, and um, I got on one of the uh, school horses got to ride around and stuff and I think by 10 weeks I was back to jumping without the prosthetics
2: and you had to get a special prosthetic made for riding is that right
3: yeah I actually um what got me interested in going into prosthetics and orthotics was um I got to help design my horseback riding leg and my socket so it would help with riding
2: right they Um, would have had to make it kind of a different angle or what was different about it
3: right The riding foot that I have, uh, it has a pin in the ankle that I can put it in the heel down and lock it so that it stays in place.
2: That's cool. Um, That makes sense.
3: Yeah. Right now, while I'm I'm still waiting for uh, an updated riding leg, it's being made right now. Um, I've been riding in my regular walking leg, which has been fine so far. Um, I actually showed in it last show. And, um, actually for our show season this year, I'm sitting in, me and Harry are both sitting in first place for the two foot adult and Harry's still in second place for long stirrup hunter. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Even after I moved up to two foot, he's still sitting there, but I'm in like seventh now because I haven't been riding the rails. I've been moved up to two foot, which I'm happy about. My goal is to eventually get back to like two, three, two, six.
0: So you're, you're riding all able-bodied classes now because there really aren't any yeah. para-jumping classes. I know we had this discussion yeah. back in February. I'll tell you who we talked to. We talked to Ren Zimmerman, who has a campaign to make para-jumping part of para-competitions. Um, and she's really working toward—I'll have to get you in touch with her because she's really working toward yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see I that happen that or don't you care?
3: A- absolutely. Okay. Yeah, because, like, why can't we jump?
0: It's a good question. I don't know.
3: <laughs> How did people feel about it
2: when you said, I want to return to showing, and I want to jump? Were people like, oh, you can't do that, or were they supportive? No,
3: nope. Very supportive. Um, my trainer, obviously, has been a bit more cautious, which understandably so. I mean, I'm on blood dinners, and I have one leg, so that's why I got a very safe horse right now. Um, right. Until I get back to, like, my full riding ability again.
2: What uh, what are your future goals? You said you wanna get back to three foot? I mean heck I'd like to get back
0: to three foot. <laughs> yeah, most people would. <laughs>
2: and are you looking to promote para jumping and para riding?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I wanna get jumping in like the Paralympics and stuff. Because like I said, why can't we jump? I'm I I'm think not, it I, needs to be in I there. Get, I get I'm bored with, with I get bored with dressage. Like, I don't want to do just massage. because as a little girl, I've been, I've been taking formal lessons since I was four years old, but I was on my mom's horse by myself just walking around at 18 months. So I, I've been around horses my whole life. My mom rode until she was six months pregnant, so I literally knew the motion of a horse before I was born.
2: I think it should be there. I'm an inventor, so I can't live on dressage alone either. I completely understand.
0: <laughs> I and I'm a horse husband, and I can't either. So,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we'd love and to like, see it. I'd also like to. I, I love riding western as well, and like trail riding and stuff. So, I'm hoping the next one that I get, I can work into like an all-around horse where I can take it to the show ring. Go go jump hunters one day. And then I can I can take it to a western show and go do barrels. Um, I can go take it out on trail and we just go wander around. You know,
0: hey, I'm, that, that I'm was, curi-
3: that's, that's my goal.
0: I'm curious: is an English saddle or a western saddle easier for you with the prosthetic, or doesn't it matter?
3: Um, really doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, the western saddle, like it holds me in like physically more, but um, I I don't really have any struggle with either of them.
0: And you don't have to do any, you don't have to have any aids, any straps or anything like? No. Nope. Okay. Well, cool. That's great. That's amazing. Um, when I
3: started, when I first started getting back to riding, um, I had a grab strap on the front of my saddle. I still have it there as a just in case something ever were to happen. Um, But I haven't touched it in probably two years.
2: Well, they say William Fox Pitt rides with an O oh crap strap on his horses.
0: So yeah. <laughs>
2: if he can do You see the horses good. he
0: rides, I'd be riding with one too. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Okay, Jesse, well thanks for joining us today. And do you have any social media accounts where our listeners can follow your journey?
3: Um well I do have a TikTok that I'm just getting going, um, along with an Instagram. No problem.
2: We will link those in our show notes when they're ready so our listeners can find you. Well, thank you
3: so much for
0: being on with us today. It's been great talking to you.
3: Yes, it's been great talking to you guys, too. Thanks again for the opportunity.
0: Before we get to our next guest, who I'm very excited to have on as well, uh, because I have her book right here, I wanted to talk about the number one ranked multi-award winning hands-on gloves. They're a revolutionary all-in-one shedding, bathing, grooming glove, which I have. I own several pairs, actually. We love hands-on gloves here. Scooter loves hands-on gloves, too, so they're Hackney approved. Horses, dogs, cats, livestock, and more don't even know that they're being groomed or de-shed with this patented hands-on glove. Hands-on outperforms traditional curry combs, bathing mitts, and shed- shedding blades, metal bristles, and any de on the market. Hands-On is changing the way we bathe, deshed, shed and groom all of our animals. Learn more at handsongloves.com. I'm telling you, these Hands-On gloves really do work, and Scooter absolutely loves them. His little lips go the whole time. So, And it just gets all the hair off. And you know what I like about it? So many curry combs, you get all that hair in there, and you can't get it out of the curry comb. You know, it's stuck in there. You have to beat the curry comb to get the hair out. With the hands-on gloves, you you get all the hair, but it just falls off. I don't know how they designed it, but you just turn the glove over, and it falls off in a big clump, and then you just continue on. So uh, that's one of the things I really like about it.
2: Our next guest is Morgan Schmidt, the author of Life with Horses is Never Orderly, and this book is cartoons for Riders who are in on the joke. She knows all about the madness that comes with the equine territory. A lifelong fan of the classic equestrian cartoons penned by internationally renowned artist Norman Thelwell, she began her own comic series, The Idea of Order, in 2011. Morgan lives in Florida and is a USDF bronze and silver medalist currently owned by her three horses. Hi, Morgan. Thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks so much for having me.
2: So my first question for you is actually about Florida. Uh, How do you survive the summer with horses?
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, I I feel like you can only complain about like at least maybe one season instead of all of them. And since I absolutely hate winter, um, I just just suck it up living in the swamp. Um, You just... (laughs) You know you're going to go through 14 shirts before noon, and <laughs> once you come to terms with that, it's, it's fine. It's yeah, you get totally used to fine. it.
0: We've been here 10 years, and we're, we're in Ocala. Where are you? Are you further south? Williston. Oh, you're, no, you're no, right. No, I'm in Williston. Yeah, you're not far at all. Um yeah, yeah, so I mean, you get used to it. You do. Now it's still hot. I'm not going to say it's not hot. <laughs>
4: but you kind not of... No, I, I like to call it warm. It's just it's warm.
2: But I'm going to say <laughs> I I am grateful for the time that you did live in a cold winter because I was reading your book and it has a great section on the pain of keeping horses in the winter. So for yeah. all of us and the sense of humor, I, I'm i glad you tried it, <laughs> even if uh, I, you move back.
4: I'm glad I could take that bullet for you um, <laughs> and, and experience that glory. Um, I will not be doing that again, but, but it was inspirational.
2: Yeah, I have left winter behind myself. I live in Southern California, so I totally get it. I'm a lizard person and uh, I'm with you all the way. I'd rather be hot so I got you there um so tell us uh, what horses do you have now is it three that
4: you currently have um I'm sorry was that the, what horses do I have
2: yeah do you I just want to know if you still have the I don't know if it's rude to say fat and hairy little palomino from the early cartoons <laughs> because he's my favorite
4: yes um so that's Woody uh he would be 26 six this year. Um he's retired actually. Um he still lives in Reno with uh my farrier's son's uh daughter. She's using him for four H stuff and um you know he uh he's still going strong <laughs> knock on wood. But uh it, well, he, those he types was definitely... are
2: indestructible so that's good.
4: Oh totally. And he, he was forever. a lot of the inspiration. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I just I remember when you first were on. I think it was Horse Nation with your cartoons or Venting Nation, and um, I just every time I saw him, I was like, that is just the perfect little horse like <laughs> for this <laughs> comic strip, and I just thought it was hilarious. But um, so, what actually gave you the idea to start doing the comic?
4: Uh, you know, I moved to New Mexico, and I finally had some free time, um, which is to say there was absolutely nothing in New Mexico.
0: Uh, and <laughs> We apologize to I all had... our New Mexico listeners right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, it was
4: Clovis, New Mexico. And oh, everybody yeah. in New Mexico should understand that. They know
0: there's nothing um, to do there. So, they...
4: <laughs> yeah, No, absolutely not. Um, and, you know, and I'd always kind of been a fan of the uh, and – Calvin and Hobbes, Far Side, like you know, I just enjoyed that, and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll I'll start a web comic, and and it was largely inspired by Woody because he was just such a character, um, and you know, there were so many shenanigans that sort of presented themselves that um, I I kind of took it and ran with it.
2: Well, I was a, I guess you could say, nerdy child that grew up having Far Side books on my shelf and Calvin and Hobbes books because I just couldn't get enough of those. So I totally appreciate that, and I like your kind of snark twist on the horse world. (laughs) I just think every comic is just so any horse person can identify with these problems and how they could actually be funny. Um, It looks like you've spent a lot of time cleaning stalls, visiting vets. Uh, How do you turn that into humor?
4: You know, sometimes if you don't laugh, you're just going to cry. So, (laughs) I mean, you really, you got to spin that um it's the whole think, life of having that,
0: horses right there
4: <laughs> right that sums it up like yep. they're, they're just chaos um entropy and chaos but you know we get so many good things out of them yeah i think you know kind of flipping that on its side and going well 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 look what we've got going now great <laughs> you know it, it makes it it makes it all a lot more um bearable <laughs> yeah that's
2: that's very true. Uh, sometimes it's hard to see the humor, so I'm glad you're doing it for us. Uh,
0: speaking of hard to see the humor, them. I went to your website, ideaoforder.com, and the graphic on your homepage at the current moment is a freaking nightmare for us horse husbands. Um, I, I actually, I actually got the chills seeing it. So it says equestrians, you call it insanity. I call it in ingenuity. And it's a picture of a car with hay bales in the trunk and over the roof. And one of my biggest pet peeves and me and every other horse husband out there is hay in the car. Uh, so Yucky. this one gave me the chills right there.
4: That one is like a PTSD moment. It is. For, for real. For, for real for, for, you'll never get it out. Once no. you do that, it will never be the same.
0: No, and your husband's going to hate you forever. I got news for you. We, we don't like that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yep. no vacuum can get to that hay. It's nope. just there. You're forever. picking it
0: out piece by piece.
4: <laughs> yeah, even that's not going to do it. You could hire an entire auto body detailing shop, and it will still be there. <laughs> So you just you sacrifice, you have a barn car and that's all it is for, right? You just you just let it be the disgusting cousin of a clown car full of hay and tack <laughs> and hair and you just let it be. And and it's good. That's how you that's how you survive that in a marriage, I think.
0: That
2: is yeah, true. There's a yeah. gotta be a minimum of one inch of dust on the dashboard at all times. And <laughs> yes. And all your, your crap in the back seat.
0: <laughs> all your crap in the back seat and all your crap on the passenger seat so that the husband tries to get in and can't even find a place to sit. Let's talk about that.
4: <laughs> that's my next that's my next comic right there. You've inspired my <laughs> it's next true. comic.
0: And you got to have the stuff so that when you look at the outside of the car, the stuff goes above the window. It starts creeping oh, up yeah. to you above the it. window so you can see it. Yep, that's right. You got
4: it. It's that, fully that's So you can signal to others. Yeah, right? And and others know it's like my people. They're they're my people right there.
2: Yeah. I mean, nobody at the barn is going to complain that you have six changes of clothes and your buckets and your extra stuff. I mean, where
4: else? else We need 12 before noon. Yeah. You've got to keep it in there.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So, and I'm curious, so is this your full-time job or do you have like your daytime horse bill paying job too?
4: Um, you know, I do nowadays. I work for a, a tech company that's based out of Boulder, and we do speech recognition for the healthcare industry.
0: So that, oh, that's and I'm, cool. in, I'm
4: on the marketing team.
0: Uh, yeah, oh, that's neat.
4: So that's my actual job.
0: Do they have you and drawing cartoons the for them?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, early on, we did have a moment where we we're like, let's do a campaign and have some animated stuff, and it really, it was fun. It was a nice, a nice um, foray into something different, but it really didn't fit the the audience that we needed so no um, we have a much more tech feel for the collateral we produce for that but um but fortunately i get my artistic outlet um every week in my comic
3: well
2: i hope you do it forever because it's just the best material (laughs) and there's always something fresh when you're out at the barn to uh (laughs) take that pain to humor so i think uh all the listeners need to go check it out for sure. Um, and then how do people find this book or find you online?
4: Um, so you, on my website, which is just uh, theideaoforder.com, uh, there's a link there that'll take you, you know, where you can order the book directly. It's got some information on it. Um, I also have a Facebook page under the same name and an Instagram. So I'm on both of those platforms now, finally. I, I sort of got my, my stuff together for that. And um, so... <laughs> So, yeah, fairly accessible.
2: (laughs) Excellent. And this book, did it just come out this year or was it last year that it came out?
4: You know, it came out right before Christmas last year. Um, Horse and Rider Books got it out. um, And we actually were able to to ship some for Christmas, which was shocking, you know, with all the COVID delays and stuff. So um, still relatively new, but technically came out at the very end of 2021.
2: Perfect. And that's Trafalgar Square Books that publishes that. So hopefully yep. everyone will check that out and definitely your website. Um, lots of good archives on there to look at. And uh, that's about it. So thank you so much, Morgan, for joining us today. Well, thank you. Regardless of where you live, higher temperatures may lead to summer itches, skin sensitivities, or irritation for your livestock and pets. Main and tail antimicrobial medicated shampoo and wound spray, Offers your animals the solutions they need when facing wound and skin problems. Made with a deep, penetrating pH balanced formula, these products work hard to provide protection, promote fast, effective healing while conditioning the skin and coat. Main and Tails Protex shampoo and wound spray kill a wide range of microorganisms, including yeast, bacteria, mold, fungi, rain rot, hot spots, skin rashes, and are true veterinarian strength antimicrobial products, leading to faster results. To purchase, visit your local feed store, tractor supply, or purchase online at mainandtailequine.com.
0: Well, we have our adoptable horse of the month coming up, and today we chat with Kylie McGarity, equine training and behavior specialist at the ASPCA Equine Transition and Adoption Center in El Reno, Oklahoma. Hi, Kylie. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey there. Thanks for having me.
0: So Kylie, we're talking about our adoptable horse of the month. And in this case, we're talking about a horse named Lucky. So tell us about Lucky and let's hope he gets Lucky.
1: (laughs) Yes, Lucky is quite Lucky. Um, That's how I got his name. Um, So Lucky came to us from an owner surrender case. He's been in training with us for a few months now. And he is such a wonderful guy. He is either a very large pony size or a kind of small horse size. He kind of rides the line there. Um, and he's a beautiful chestnut color with a flaxen mane and tail. He also has this really bright white, like perfect blaze, right? He down does. The center his blaze of his is stage.
0: absolutely proportionate. It's just perfect. Yes,
1: <laughs> it is. It is. It's one of my favorite things. It just makes me happy. Um, And, well, really, he makes everyone smile Um, whenever we come into the facility. He's kind of the first one to greet you um, if he knows you and stuff. And um, he's just so much fun to work with.
0: So is he riding now or what's the story there? And, And what kind of owner would you want to get him?
1: That's a great question. So he is not riding currently. Um, We did try going down that path with him, but he has some past trauma that's really difficult for him to get over when it comes to riding. Um, And we don't think that he'd be a very great riding candidate um, just because he's happier when the person has two feet on the ground instead of in a saddle. Um, And we think that he'd be great in a home that does um, either like general just companionship or um, that is looking to do Liberty. So I think he is very food motivated. And so we've been dabbling in both traditional methods and positive reinforcement with him. Um, And he's a lot of fun to work with on the ground. Um, Even just this morning, I was introducing him to some new obstacles in the arena um, and working on his lunging skills and he's getting pretty good at it. So I think um, in-hand trail or liberty work or just kind of having fun, doing whatever you want to on the ground, he'd be a great candidate for it.
0: And he's a registered Pinto, right?
1: He is. He's a registered Pinto. um, And so he is also eligible to compete in Pinto shows and also um, for their point system.
0: Well, and, you know, he's 15 years old, so uh, you're getting a horse Mm -hmm. that uh, already has most of the crazies out. So you you got that going for you. And he's pony size. You're right. He's uh, Uh 14'2". So I think, you know, he's going to make somebody a a good little horse. Uh, And the adoption is $500. Where are you guys exactly located?
1: We are in El Reno, Oklahoma, which is just a little bit west of Oklahoma City, not by much.
0: All right, cool. So, if somebody's interested in adopting Lucky, how do they go about it?
1: Also, a great question. So, if you're interested in adopting Lucky, he actually has an online profile on My Right Horse. Um, if you go to My Right Horse, you can search for Lucky or the ASPCA. Um, any of those filters will bring him up. Um, And you can submit an inquiry um, on My Right Horse, and it'll come through to our team, and we'll get in contact with you as fast as we can. Um, And then we mostly do conversation-based adoptions. Um, So basically, we'll give you a call, and we'll chat with you. We'll see if we think that it could be a possible fit. And we love having people come out to visit the horses. So if you're in the area or you want to make a special trip just for him, then you can come on out and you can visit him, get to know him, um, and then we can kind of get it rolling from there. So, Kylie,
2: you guys are the ASPCA Equine Transition and Adoption Center. That's the full name, right? Am I getting that right? Yes. Um, yes, it's you, a mouthful. Yeah, can you tell us about the center, um, like what? how many horses you have and what kind of, uh, you know, what type of horses, anything like that? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So the ASPCA Equine Transition and Adoption Center is a very new pilot. And so right now we are um, actually renting half of another facility here in Oklahoma. And we work with horses that would normally kind of clog up the systems in our partner rescues. So these are older, untouched, medically compromised or behaviorally compromised horses um, that would kind of find some sticky points along the way. Um, And so we actually do a lot of uh, behavior and training research with them. And so we dabble into all sorts of different methods and we think outside the box to be able to get these horses moving along. And then we're able to share that learning with our partner rescues um, so that they can kind of take that and help uh, their programs as well.
2: Very cool. I absolutely love that. That's I think there's such a need for a center like that. So I I like hearing that story. That's uh, something uh, that I think will be of good use for everybody. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, Kylie, and telling us more about Lucky. Hopefully our listeners
1: will go check out his page. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, that was a fun show. Thank you so much for putting this together. I really appreciate it. And we also want to thank our sponsors, the Straight Arrow family of products and also Hands-On Gloves.
2: If you'd like to read more about Jessie, she appeared in the June issue of Horse Illustrated, and we will link that article in the show notes. And if you would like to become a subscriber of Horse Illustrated, you can get a special deal just for our podcast listeners by going to horseillustrated.com slash HRN.
0: And don't forget that you can find all of the links to all the guests we have on all of our shows just on your podcast player. Most players, you scroll right or you scroll left or you scroll up or you scroll down, and you're going to see all the show notes. And right there on your phone, you can click the link to all of our guests and go go buy their stuff. Go buy the book right there on your phone. <laughs> and uh, you can do that. Also, you can go to Horses in the Morning on Facebook or go to Horsesinthemorning.com and scroll down the middle of the page. Click on the Horse Illustrated banner, and it will bring you to all the past episodes episodes. episodes of Horse Illustrated right there in one place.
2: Happy reading and writing!